0: Grown and sexy but clean sometimes. what's up. We didn't say it was a family show, so there's that. Young Wait, are born. we? With that with that, well, <laughs> so that, are we? I don't know.
1: We over we all over the place.
0: <laughs> Had to come out of retirement. These these knees don't they was snap, cracking and popping, you know, like a rice crispy, but we made it do what it do. But I did take a couple of Ibuprofins afterwards though, all right?
2: I, I'm loving the studio. Like I, as soon as I walked in, I was like, this is it right here. I just got into my element. So, I'm loving it. I just really enjoyed uh, listening to Camille. It was just a great conversation. I mean, it was, this is good. So. I'm like, okay, this is not
1: We'll see after
2: today. We'll see We'll see, we'll 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 Hey, what's going on? It is your co-hosts with the most, of CL Styles. Hey,
0: and <laughs> you are officially tapped in and tuned in to the hottest podcast that brings you the latest in music news and fashion, and the only show that keeps your ears to the streets while you grind and shine. Hey, thank you, CL Styles. <laughs> I appreciate you for that. Yes, All right, so today is a very special episode of Mud Talk. Um, every year, you know, we like to do what's called our Dear Black Man uh, episode, where we focus on Black men's mental health. Um, and so today's episode is all about black men dealing with depression and anxiety and we have two amazing guests here today uh, one of them you know because he was here last year. We got Mr. Cecil hosting. What's good, Cecil? What's up? What's up? Yes, yes. Thank you for coming back. are rolling course, with us again course. for Dear Black Man Part 2. And you may have seen the person next to me. Um, yes, he yes, is sir. on the Drunk Unks podcast, which you can tune in to them this Saturday at 1 p.m. We got Mr. T. Cole over here. How yes, you feel?
3: Sir. So I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good.
0: Yes, we appreciate y'all for stopping by to have <laughs> a very in-depth conversation of depression and anxiety and uh in the you know, black community and so before we get started we do want to put up our trigger warning um and with our trigger warning we want to let you know that um today's episode there will be some discussions and topics discussed around uh, depression and anxiety um some stories may could possibly include some stories of self-harm or suicide or anything like that and so we do want to put up a trigger warning to let you know if your discretion is advised so Uh, We just want to make sure that everybody is is good out there. So we appreciate y'all for tuning in and tapping in if you are watching tonight. Now, before we get into anything, um, we are discussing depression and anxiety. And so I wanted to give some quick facts. I did some research um, as far as depression, anxiety and with black men. Um, And today's facts, uh, they come from the National Institute of Mental Health. Um, And so they have seven statistics that I thought were really interesting. Um, And what was really interesting about this, too, is shout out to uh, Omega Sci-Fi, who was part of this this survey, too. So I thought that was really dope. Cool. They were part of this research. So shout out to the Qs for doing amazing things. All right. Um, So number one, the first statistic is uh, adult African-Americans are 20% more likely to report serious psychological distress than adult whites are. Um, The second one is adult African-Americans living in poverty are two to three times more likely to report serious psychological distress than those not living in poverty. Number three, among men aged 18 to 44 who had daily feelings of anxiety or depression were less likely um, than non-Hispanic white men to have used mental health treatments. Um, So that number was actually 26 percent compared to 45 percent. Um, Suicide is the third leading cause of death for African-American males ages 15 to 24. African-American men ages 20 to 24 have the highest suicide rate among African-Americans of all ages, male and female. African-American teenagers are more likely to attempt suicide than white teenagers are. And the last one, young African-Americans are much less likely than whites to have used a mental health service in the year during which they seriously thought about or attempted suicide. So what do you guys think about those statistics? I mean, We know this. First, it's alarming. That's yes. number one.
4: Yeah. Um, two, we need to make sure that we're we're not suffering in silence as black men. Absolutely. Um, so I think that's, that was what the statistics said to me.
0: Yeah. I think, um, you know, to me, is not only, you know, to piggyback off what Cecil said, but not just suffering silence, but also, too, like, it starts young. Yes. You know, 15 to, I mean, adult, you know? So, you know, it lets you know that it's not just kids that are suffering. It's also adults grown men who are suffering as well too and so you know we really have to put more of a focus on that um rather than you know the stigma a lot of black men you know you know we don't want to speak out or we don't want to seek help because you know the stigma surrounds them to help but it's 2024 and you know suffering in silence is, is is not good and there are a lot of treatments and resources out there where you can go and get help which we're going to talk more about today what you think tico
3: for sure i think it's alarming but it's not surprising to me like because, as a young black man, you learn very, very young, like, oh, I can't cry, you can't have emotions, like you learn them like at like four years old, like that's instilled in you it's you grow older, oh, if you cry, you will punk, it's like, no, I'm expressing my emotions, I'm hurt, like you just mm-hmm. hurt me, and I think older, I think the generation before our parents they learned hard love, that's because that's the only thing they knew, so it's like they didn't try to learn like oh. We need to really be compassionate with our kids instead of just like the tough love. Like kids need more than tough love. You got to okay. learn your kid, you need to know mm-hmm. your kid. That I learned that when I had a kid. Like I'm like, why my dog act like this towards me? But when I had a kid, I learned it's a medium. You have to find that medium, and then that's yeah, that's that.
2: True. What you think, else styles? I think um, you kind of have to go with. We are in Black History Month, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. just the transition from us coming over from Africa over here, we had to be tough, right? Like you had to be tough. If you weren't tough, you could lose your life. So I think that we're making that progression from being super tough to, you know, kind of relaxing and kind of letting go with our emotions. I do think that we do have to be more open. I do think that now it is the time where, speak about it, Mm -hmm. even if it's not to a group of people, if you don't want to tell everybody your business, find that person that you can confide in and let them know what's going on to kind of get it off because you don't want to suffer in silence. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. True. Very true. And you know, like Seal style said, I mean, we've been having to be strong
0: since the book of Genesis, (laughs) since, since the world started. And so I think we just constantly have that mentality and you know, with everything that's going on in the world, You know, from racism to poverty and just you know the daily struggle. I think some people, you know, they either don't know how to say I need help or they just like, you know what? I'm just the one thing I learned, a lot of people just okay themselves to death. Like, I'm okay. Yep, I'm okay, I'm okay. And you know what? You're really not okay. And you know, people need to know that it's okay to not be okay. Uh There are some days where you need to disconnect. There are some days you need to talk to your therapist, there are some days where you need to journal, talk it out, go to the gym, whatever it is that you need to do um, it's okay to not be okay. Yes, Every day is true. not going to be, you know, rainbows and unicorns and everything. Some that days awful. it's going to be like, you know what? I need a break and mm-hmm. I need to, I need to really take some time to step back. And so I'm really excited that we are doing this episode today to, you know, really put the word out there that, you know, there are people out there who are suffering we need to reach, we need to reach out to people and just ask them, are you okay? Yes. And not even because we think they're struggling, what's going on. Just ask somebody like, yo, you good today? You're right. And they'll let you know like I'm good or I'm not good mm-hmm. and so and it's it takes three seconds yes. are you okay yeah so yeah so I'm, I'm really excited we're, that we're doing the show today so we do have um, a series of questions that we were able to come up with um, and so uh, we're going to go through these questions and we're going to have a, a you know discussion about it and you know for those of you who are watching you know make sure you comment uh, if you have any questions for us leave them in the, in the comments yeah. below we'll be sure to get to them. Um, but, yeah, let's go ahead and get into these questions. So it looks like the first question is, how do you define mental health in your own words? What do you think, Tico? How would you define mental health in your own words? Mental health to me in my own words would be, how are you feeling mentally and spiritually? Okay. Um, because for me, if you are not good mentally, then you're not good physically because they both they affect one another. And so mental health to me is just like he said, you know, how am I going about my day with no interruptions? Um, and so sometimes that could be de- having a depression episode, it can be having a grief episode. Um, and so really mental health to me is just how you're feeling mentally and spiritually without you know any interruptions in your day. So what do you
2: think, Sales Styles? I would say the same thing. Um, just to kind of piggyback off of you guys, it's how you're feeling. Mm-hmm. I also feel um you kind of touched mm-hmm. on it, how you're feeling spiritually. Um, I know when I'm not balanced or if I don't feel balanced. I know I need to get that piece in check. I need mm-hmm. to meditate. I need to, you know, figure out what's going on and kind of get those answers. Um, And they don't always come the same day, but just taking that time and that mindfulness to let me know, Hey, all right, you're off balance, but you can get back on balance with this. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I would say for me, I'm trying to remove, not just being a
4: therapist, but just being myself. Uh, mental health to me is something that is, still being understood um i think we we kind of understand that it. it deals with our brain but i feel like it's so much more than just that right mm-hmm. like i feel like um if you have a mental health day we are like okay well we do self-care or we do something for ourselves but it's so much more to if my sleep isn't right if my um my appetite isn't right if i'm not um Being able to reach out to people because I'm just too tired. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a part of your mental health, right? And I feel like if you don't have your physical health, your spirituality all in check, the mental health is going to be off. And it's like a the four pillars, right? Mental health, mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical. Um, and that that's a holistic approach to the mental health. So I feel like that's what it means to
2: me. Um, that you got to keep that in check. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Like a lot. So I guess my question is. How did you first identify that you were experiencing depression and anxiety and that it needed to be addressed?
3: Sleep, that's when it started really like settling in. Like, not hearing my dad come to steps like 12 o'clock. Cause, like, my dad, like, he used to kiss me on the cheek before I went to sleep. So he'll be like, What kid, what, whoop, woo, what kiss, what cheek did I kiss you on? And like him not doing that every night it was kind of like, Damn, it was mm-hmm. like it started settling in. Once I start getting older and older, it's like, damn, my dad really not in the house with me. Like, and mm-hmm. it's and it just, just kind of started messing with me. And it messed with me up until like high school, and I got like over it. And then me and my dad, me and my dad got a real strong bond now. So it's like I got over it. We got over it because I was able to communicate how I was feeling about the whole situation. So, like like Ty said, it you just it just comes with time, and once you figure out how to identify, it, that's when you can attack it. Mm-hmm. I think for me, I went to therapy
4: um, when I got older, and then realized as a kid I had anxiety. So like I would stay up all night, watch B T uncut. Think that was <laughs> think that was funny, right? Yeah. Really, in reality, that was just my anxiety keeping me up, really? from not going to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, or I would get migraines in the seventh grade. Like, why am I getting migraines in the seventh grade? That's just a, it's an anxiety <laughs> symptom. Um, so then I realized that I had anxiety as a kid, but didn't realize what was going on. Yeah. Um, so then I became an adult man with irritability, uh, avoiding certain things, not wanting, worrying about things, overthinking things and being like, why are you up to two, three o'clock and you need to work at eight o'clock? Yeah. Um, so I think that's when I started to realize anxiety was kicking me in the throat um, and then grief kicked me in the throat. So I have some depressive episodes at times or some seasonal some seasonal depression at times. Um, because I lost my mom two years ago. Mm. So sometimes those episodes come in where I'm like, am I depressed? And I have to ask myself. And I'm like, yeah, if you got to ask yourself, you probably more than likely is. Right. Um, so I think that for me was when depression kicked in. Sometimes not fully, um, but anxiety definitely is my 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 second closest friend yeah, in my
2: life. Back when I was younger, I didn't realize that um, I was having depression. Um, At the bottom. Because I had so many friends that, where, where I middle. grew up, um, it was a nice in neighborhood. Middle. In the middle. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was it was a nice neighborhood. Um yeah. filled with a lot of love, a lot of guys in the neighborhood. But um where I grew up, a lot of the 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 big things to do was to be a dope dealer, right? Like that was like the big thing to do, dope dealing. Yeah. you know, thugging, like mm-hmm. And these were my homies. Right. And a lot of them It probably was about 40 of us. um, And out of the 40 of us, it's only three of us. That's not in jail right now. My son, my brother and my friend. So I experienced loss, but you just kind of keep it pushing and you kind of keep it moving. You don't you don't really think about anything like that. And then when I experienced grief, when my father passed away two years ago, um, when he passed away, then I started getting that grief piece Um, and I started feeling the uptick in different things that I was doing um, that I knew that I normally wouldn't do Um, so I think from experiencing that uptick with the grief you know when you see certain things your your parent that passed away pops up in your mind and you don't know it could be the smallest things and you think of your dad or you think of your mom Um, so that So for me, I think the the biggest thing was I needed to get more spiritually based, right? Because I saw that it was the uptick in those things and it would take the pain away for, you know, a few hours. But after that hour, it's almost like a Mm Band-Aid. You know, you're just putting the Band-Aid on. But I think once I really got into my Bible and you Know really just trying to figure out the whys and figure out the house, I think that that helped, and then getting with a therapist as well. Um, yeah. also helped, also, yeah,
0: yeah. What was the question? I'm sorry, it <laughs> was had we had technical difficulties. <laughs> you, going, are good. you are good,
4: Um, and the question live TV, <laughs> <yo>. <laughs> Uh, what approach do you take when symptoms of depression and anxiety arise? Oh, man, listen,
2: um, ask your question, yes. Ty. Um, when did you start taking that approach of, all right, I'm going to disconnect. I don't want my Mm -hmm. mood to go off on individuals. Was this something that when you were younger, you kind of incorporated Mm -hmm. or when you got older, you incorporated that?
0: Um, it was much older, honestly. And really it was when I started going to therapy. Mm. Um, and I honestly, I can't even tell you what like caused it or what triggered it. Um, it was more so I started noticing how, When other people will have bad days, and I'll be like, why, why the fuck are you here? Like, (laughs) you are having a bad day, you know what I'm saying? And I get it. Like, some people, when you're having a bad day, maybe get out the house might make you feel better. But when you just know, like, that's not gonna make you feel better, just remove yourself. Everybody shouldn't have a bad day because you're having a bad day. And so it really honestly was really till I just got older, and then people started like checking me, like, yo, like, what the fuck is going on with you? Like, you moody and you, yeah, you angry and you're talking crazy to people. And I was just like, yeah, like, Today is not a good day. I probably should have stayed at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes you don't have those options to to stay at home. You know, sometimes you have to go to work. You have to learn how to, you know, use your coping skills and, and deal with it. But yeah, yeah it was honestly it was really probably when I got older and started going to therapy. And therapy, therapy. Let me tell y'all, therapy made me more self aware. Therapy Absolutely. will make you yes. do the fucking work. Yeah. Man. yeah. Man, if you got a good therapist, we'll yeah. tell you about <laughs> your stuff. I, I was I like, wow, like, okay, so I'm the problem. Right. Yeah. <laughs> got it. Yeah. So yeah. I paid you the big bucks to tell you, to you nah, yeah. And I and I like that though, because yeah. we we need somebody who's going to hold us accountable and say. Hey, yo, you fucked up. Like, yeah. you shouldn't have did that. And at first, I didn't like it. I didn't like, you know, my therapist. I'm like, I don't pay you these dollars to tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> tell Shit. me I'm right, it. Tell me I'm right. Say, yes, yeah, Ty. You, yeah. Yes, Big T. You were right. No, you were wrong. Yeah. But yeah, therapy really made me more self-aware. And that's when I was kind of like, yeah, I need to start removing myself when I'm having those moments.
4: So, yeah. 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 So i kind of piggyback. It's not just insurance. If you got EAP you you work for a job, yep. they will cover it yep. as well. So yep. let's say that as well. But yep.
3: one session a month, right?
4: I think it's six sessions, sometimes t- t- yeah. up to, up to yep. like three to six sessions, yep. um, with that therapist before you got to use your insurance. So sure there's that too. Yep. Um, but for me, mine is ashwagandha yep. Um, and some magnesium is great for for sleep with my anxiety. Mm. Um, if I know I'm in one of those anxiety moods, I'm probably gonna do a, a facial care routine, mm. put some meditation music on, 10, 20 minutes. Yep and I, i'm my head is in a better space if i'm not okay that day though i'm telling myself that it's okay to not be okay that day but tomorrow i'm going to start over fresh yeah um so i'm going to let my day go my mood go um and then move on um i journal sometimes if i have a chance i know if you have an iphone there's a journal app so mm-hmm. you can even voice record you can type it out um and it's on the go um and listen to music um listen to some 70s soul um, yeah. It's definitely going yeah, to change definitely. our mood. So that's 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 my approach. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Um, We all are black men. So what issues do you feel that we as black men face that causes depression and anxiety? Mm. Being black, being a black man. My
4: goodness. My God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I really believe that all black men should be afforded the opportunity to have therapy for free. Um mm-hmm. that, that is my number one push. Um, I feel like sometimes just dealing with being a black man can be a lot. Yes. Um sometimes you are invisible in the world. Um, sometimes you are bright in the world for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and I feel like at times it's being black men, it's it's hard um because you're carrying so much. Um, but then you're like, I can't be too soft, I can't be too hard, I can't be too angry, mm-hmm. I can't be too sad, I can't be too happy, because then it's questionable yeah um so i feel like that's the first thing but um i think life also being an adult because i don't feel like i was this stressed out as a kid like i was having fun i was i don't remember anxiety i don't remember depression it was probably happening but i was happier yes right i asked myself a question a couple days when's the last time i've been genuinely just happy right where it's like you don't have a care in the world you don't have a stress in the world just genuinely happy Mm -hmm. and it's i don't want to say it's been a while but it was when i was a kid like, I would wake up, no issues, get ready to go to school, play at recess, get my lunchable, um, you know, do all that stuff. And that was cool. But as an adult, you just have so many more responsibilities. Um, and you're like Ty said earlier, you're always on goal. Yeah. Right. There's no there's or you're performing all the time or you're doing something where you have to be an adult. Um, so I feel like that that that's a lot of the reason why.
0: Yeah. yeah um because I, would, I left if i didn't see it, I so happy. what issue do you feel like um when it comes to you know depression is like with black men what issue do you feel like trigger those those uh symptoms
3: um so i'm gonna go out here and be real mm-hmm. um as black men we face a lot of um women problems as far as like um having a kid that's that's one thing that's huge in the black community i feel like all i always see on facebook every day i see somebody arguing with their Mother child, I'm not gonna say baby mama. It's respectful to me. So the mother child, I feel like that's a big thing in the black community. It's a lot of uh, disengagement there. I feel like we need to do better at that part in the black community, mm-hmm. when and women, because I feel like that causes a lot of black men a lot of problems. Because I, the people I know, they go through a lot of BS, and you don't know what they're going through because nobody's ever gonna tell you that mentally. Like I'm going through him, they're gonna be like, we know it's going, I'm going through some bullshit, mm-hmm. but. They're not gonna take, man. I'm, I'm, I fucking hate myself. Or I can't. Yeah. My this lady ain't let me see my son or my daughter, and I can't fucking do it no more. Cause you know everybody here has kids or, or could nephew, cousin, something that, that they love that they cherish. That's, that's a person, and you know that you don't play about that person. And just so for them to take that away from you as a as a man, that shit hurt. Yes. So I feel like that's one thing we struggle with in the black community
2: as men. So that's my thing. I would say, um, for me, I just feel like as a black man, we've always been behind the eight ball Um, since we've gotten here. We've been behind the eight ball and we've always had to try and play catch up or try and be two times or five times better than, you know, we don't have an equal or even playing field. And I think that's that is a big thing that kind of with the black community or black males that could cause depression or anxiety and certain things have been placed in our community to be able to feel like we're pushed to the next level, you know, in terms of drugs and different things like that. And then we're getting locked up as well. Um, So I think that, We've just been placed behind the eight ball. And I think that that can weigh on a man. That can weigh on the psyche of a man. Yeah, it's intentional. It's intentional.
0: intentional. Mm Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we got some more questions, y'all. We're going to go ahead and go to a commercial break. And we're going to come back, we are going to continue this discussion because we got more to get into. So keep it locked right here on Mud Talk. Do you want merch from the hottest podcast that's on your airwaves? Then make sure you head over to the Mud Talk Podcast Facebook page right now and click the merch link. Mud Talk has everything from sweatshirts, hoodies, hats, mugs, bags, and more. So make sure you go over to the official Mud Talk Podcast Facebook page and copy you some of the latest merch right now. And make sure you tune in to Mud Talk every Friday night, beginning at 8 p.m. on all streaming platforms, Facebook and YouTube. Mud Talk is the only show that brings you the latest in music, news, and fashion, and keeping your ears to the streets while you grind and shine. Hosted by Big T, Shay Renee, Amy, and your boy Red. Be sure to tap into Mud Talk every single Friday, starting at 8 p.m., live on Facebook and YouTube. And catch us the next day, wherever you stream your podcast. All right. What's good, y'all? We are back here on Mud Talk. We want to say, first of all, thank you to everybody who tunes in and taps in with us every single Friday night at 8 p.m. Whether you are streaming on Facebook, on YouTube, or you are listening on iHeartRadio, Sears XM Radio, Spotify, Apple or wherever you stream your favorite podcast and we want to say shout out to Black Lito Village Academy and we want to say shout out to Many Faces Podcast Studio for all of the amazing things that you guys do and yes so there we go thank you to Village Academy and if you don't know what Village Academy is it is a preschool uh technology learning based center uh where you you know if you got kids who are between the ages of three all the way up until school age well about five or six um you know you can come you can learn more about technology everything is hands-on um and so they are an amazing academy to teach your kids about technology the right way because you know these days kids be learning about technology the wrong way so uh but shout out to village academy for being the amazing sponsor of mud talk and we want to say shout out to everybody who's been tapping in with us in the comments i promise this is live tv so we got our sound and everything together y'all we was we was over here working behind the scenes but we (laughs) Power of live TV. We love it, though. So, (laughs) yes. All right. So let's get back into these questions because we got some more to talk about, right? Yes. All right. So. So question is, what is the most important thing you learned
4: about your mental health in the last year? Oh, man. Damn. I feel like
2: I'm in therapy. (laughs) Thanks. Um, I I would feel I, I feel like for me, it's being intentional and being more accountable right so like i know my therapist and i we always sit down and we speak about well what was your action in this role how could you have changed it what could you do different and then an action plan to be able to do it and Mm -hmm. then we follow up with it so i think the accountability piece for me Yeah. yeah um I think for me, it has
0: been learning that it is okay to create time for yourself. Um, This year, I struggled with that because um, I learned what I didn't learn, but I have recognized and we've recognized that Mud Talk is not just a podcast. We're a brand. Um, We have merch now. We have um, different events that we go to. Um, we've got all these, you know, people, amazing people who watch us and follow us and listen to us. And so, and not only just with that, but then also too, with, you know, my after school program and also being a teacher, like there are different components. And so I used to be, um, the educator or whomever that would not carve out time for myself. I had that bad. Like I felt like the only time was the weekend, you know? And so, um, I had to learn like, it's okay to not... If you don't feel like having programming today, Ty, you do not have to have programming today. If Mud Talk, if you don't feel like coming to Mud Talk today, which has never happened, I've been here for 40 episodes. But if I don't feel like coming to Mud Talk today, I know I can reach out to one of my calls and say, hey, I need a break. I need y'all to hold it down for me. Um, But I was always that person that did not want to cancel because I felt like I was letting people down. And so this year I've learned that it is okay to say no. Mm -hmm. Like, we're not doing this after school today, or I'm not doing programming today, or guess what? I don't feel like going to work today. I ain't going to say that to Dr. Tash. <laughs> <burn>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to put in that time request form because I am going to take a break. Yeah. And so I have learned that it's it's okay to take a break. And, and you have to carve out time for yourself because if you don't, um, you'll get burnt out real quick. Mm. And you'll start, you know, taking things out on people who didn't even do nothing to you. True. And so and that's what I found myself doing because I was just so agitated and so irritated um, because I wasn't carving out time to myself. I was snapping on people. And I would be like, "Stop asking me questions." No shade towards you, um, but, Hit me that I did. I'm like, "Stop asking me questions," because well, after two I'm questions,
3: a question person though. So, and
0: I'll be like, "That's question two. Go ask Google." Yeah. <laughs> but it was because I wasn't taking that time to give myself, you know, that peace and and just mm-hmm. chill out. And then also too, you, I had to learn like you are a human. You know, you don't have to be an educator all the time. You don't have to be big T all the time. You don't have to be Mrs. Tyrone from the impact program all the time. You are a human Mm -hmm. and it's okay to tell all three of those entities, I need a break. Mm -hmm. And so that was probably one of the biggest things I learned about my mental health this year, that it's okay to make time for yourself. And, and it's, it's still a struggle because you're trying to, you're trying to unlearn something that you've been doing for years and years and years and years. So, but I got a vacation coming up soon. So. Don't ask me no questions. April first through it's my the fifth.
3: So you won't hear from me.
0: There you go. My <laughs>
3: That will not be here.
0: <laughs> we both be a there we go. <laughs> my Come team. The, look. Other than that, <laughs> I'm gonna my hit team. you with that auto reply through text. <laughs>
1: I'm,
4: out of
3: yeah.
0: I'm not in office. I'm not in office. I'm at
3: the office. For sure, for sure. What uh, about y'all? Um, for me, mine was like kind of how you said. Mine is using like PTO because like. I know we get stagnant. Like, I work in a factory, I've been working here since I graduated college for 10 years basically. So, we work seven days straight, you get two days off. So, mine was using my PTO because I'm going there every day with a fucking attitude. After my fifth day, you call off and you still got two more days left. Like, I don't work five days. I call off my student, I still come back to this motherfucker tomorrow. So, it's like, Learn how learning is your PTO without feeling guilty because people will feel yes, oh my man. supervisor, you're gonna miss me. Man, that supervisor does not care. You sick, your son, your your daughter, wife, whoever sick, don't they? I don't give a damn about you. These companies don't care about you. So take that time to yourself. If you got to call off FMLA, whatever you gotta do, the money will become. I yeah. promise you, the money will come. You will figure it out because there's so many programs and things going on right now. You you will figure it out. Take that time to yourself before you crash
0: out. Lose your mind. Yeah. When I worked at my old school, um, I used to tell the teachers all the time, like, use your benefits. There's a reason why you signed the contract and got benefits. And so we would get 60 hours of PTO time. And there were teachers who were not using it. And I was like, (laughs) every month I was using the PTO button. Like I was I was clicking the hell out that button. (laughs) (laughs) And so one of my biggest things as an educator is that I advocate and tell people, like, use your PTO time. Use this is why we have substitute teachers in the building. Like use your PTO time. What is the re- why are you signing a contract to get benefits and then you don't use the benefits? Uh-huh. That doesn't make sense. Uh-huh. And so, you know, I like he said, you know, like these companies they really don't care about you. I have seen teachers get let go and within 2 weeks later was a brand new teacher in the classroom. Mm-hmm. So that's just really like how much the, some of these schools and companies and whatever you work for they don't care about you. So why not use the PTO because when you die they're not going to care about you. They're going to put somebody else in that classroom until we noticed exactly. listen <laughs> no it really is it's probably less than two weeks <laughs> <laughs> they're letting you know the day of oh, like yeah. we got somebody else for
4: you <laughs> um for me mine was trying to remove my therapy hat and being finding myself again um and finding who i am because sometimes you can get lost in your career or lost in your job yeah and it just kind of like it becomes a performance all the time where no matter where you're at grocery store driving down the street um at home, somebody got a therapy question. You're like, let me try to be funny again. Yeah. Um, let, let, me, let me go back to playing video games again. Let yeah. me um so that's what I learned about mine is I have to learn to remove that hat. And then I also have to learn how to express my needs. Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes I, I will get very um, complacent and just be like, Oh, it's okay, it's all right. But in reality, it's not. Um, you're gonna hear how I feel, you're gonna know how I feel. Um, and if it hurts your feelings, it hurts your feelings. But I gotta tell you how I feel because if I'm laying with it, I'm sitting with it, yeah. it's not fair to me.
2: Right. Yeah. Has yeah. that always been that way? No. you always kind of spoke your mind or no had to learn that. I had to learn it. So the crazy part yeah. is my mom and my grandma
4: um <laughs> uh, were were very they approached to situations like I'm gonna tell you what it is. Um mm-hmm. uh, so when I tell you what it is, you either gonna take it or you or, or you're not. I told one of my clients one time, my grandma, I used to hear my grandma on the phone all the time. People used to call her vetting and talking. She used to say, if you're going to go back with him, don't keep calling his phone. <laughs> <That's the laughs> I I was like, "Hey, that's kind of harsh, but in reality, no. Like, don't keep calling me saying the same 345 yeah, and no you one. still own 345." Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. um uh, that was that was how I learned how to become blunt and just realize like it, you got to be assertive in those conversations cuz people mm. going to take your time and steal it
2: and they're not going to give it back to you. Yeah.
4: Yeah, that's
2: yeah. true. Um that's true. True. What are you guys' ideas on dealing with depression and generational curses?
4: Ooh,
2: mm-hmm. I just made a post about this. I feel like
4: you're the chosen one of your family. If you got, if your life is hard right now, mm-hmm. right? Ooh, I feel like damn. if your life is hard, you were chosen to change to break the generational curses. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I genuinely believe there are people who are sitting at home who struggling, who don't know why, and you're the chosen one. For your family uh, yeah. um i think if it's too, if your life too easy and you breezing through it it's not true um i feel like you you gotta go through some tough stuff some struggle some some frustration to be like okay i'm gonna come out of this and i'm gonna be better mm-hmm. um because we know when a phoenix rises yeah from the ashes it, it's better yeah um so it, it hurts at first and it sucks but eventually you'll become that that diamond Needed church. Yeah, I'm I'm needed <laughs> I needed <to> that. I needed that right <laughs> here. <laughs> like he was talking directly.
1: I got the gospel over here. I feel better now? You prayer? I'm ready now. <laughs> you just got some free therapy. Stand back on that. I was "You're in that
0: now." We gonna clip that. <laughs>
3: the
1: gospel yeah.
0: right here. Um, I think as far as my thoughts on, um, anxiety and depression and, um, general curse, generation curse, generational curses, Jesus. Um, I am so glad that our generation, the generation that's after us is speaking out and is healing and breaking mm-hmm. these generational curses. No shade towards our parents and our grandparents, but y'all let a lot of shit slide for mm-hmm. a very long time. And I love the fact that our generation, the generation before us, we are addressing that shit to the forefront. Um, a lot of just old traditions and mindsets and, and thought processes that were f- fucking us up. I am so glad that we're like, no, we're not doing that anymore. We're not sweeping this under the rug. We are going to therapy. We're we are going to talk about it. And guess what? You're going to come with me. And if you're not going to come with me, we cannot continue this conversation or this relationship. Mm-hmm. And so I know for myself, even with working with um through my own trauma and stuff, like me and my mom, we've been having some some issues going on because I'm like, look, here, <laughs> we are going to talk about this. And the way that you used to address stuff with me, that's not working anymore. Because we are healing, we are—we're not walking around being no limit soldiers, all day. <laughs> okay. I am in my soft boy era. That's what I'm gonna call it. I got your yeah. soft girl boy
2: era. I'm in my
0: soft boy era.
3: Yes, <laughs> saying <laughs> you, say you lie. They be saying you can't call me a liar. You, can't... you said what? Oh it's yeah, you're not gonna call me a
0: liar. Fair. We call them that you a liar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're lying. Yep. Okay. You, you know, we're not—we're not, we're not <laughs> walking around <laughs> being angry all day. Um, and then you know, it just it's just. It's, it's such a different time, and I think um, our parents and grandparents, they, they have a tough time with that, because they still have the same mindset. They don't like change, they don't like things to be uncomfortable. But in order to be comfortable, you have to be uncomfortable sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, nothing changes if nothing changes. Right. And so we have to change something. We can't keep doing the same things over and over again, and they haven't been working. And so one of the things I always think about is when we have snow days. And people get on Facebook and they're constantly complaining. They're like, we have to walk seven miles to school and seven feet of snow. Well, I'm sorry that in 2024, we give a damn about our kids. <laughs> you know why? Because back then it wasn't okay either. It wasn't but it's oh. not our fault that your grandparent, your mama, whoever didn't care about you. They mm. sent you to school. Mm. But guess what? In 2024, we're not sending our kids to school at the bus stop in negative 12 degree weather yep. and saying, go bundle up no that is that's that's Stupidity. wrong that's very stupid and so um i just love the fact that you know like we are addressing this and we're having these conversations with our with our elders i mean and they may like it and they may not like it like he said stuff like Oh, you're you you can not say you're lying. Yeah. You are lying. A <laughs> you are fat phase on lie. Lie. Lie a lie or bad. Man. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I love that. And so I just love the fact that we're just I don't want to even say taking a stand, but we're breaking those generational curses because mm-hmm. a lot yeah. of shit that was going on was just wrong. And now we're gonna talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I agree with you a thousand
3: percent because I was gonna say something kind of like what you said. It's like my generational curse was basically like how he was saying, like, Tell my mom, like all that you like. Know, it's like I'll go to my mom's house and I might be I might fall up to such. I'm like, damn. And she might like, stop cussing. I'm like, mom I ain't no disrespect towards you, or nothing. Like, I'm not cussing in front of you. Like, I don't even think you're around me. And it'd be mm-hmm. just like small things like that. And then, like, when my dad, like, my not to put my dad on the spot nothing, right but <laughs> shout out to my dad. Um, like my dad, he didn't have a dad, so he don't know, like, he never knew how to be a fatherly mm-hmm. figure. So it's like he doing he's trying to be hard-body and oh mm-hmm. I miss a Tough Guy, and woo-doo. So like as i got older i'm like dad you ain't got to be like that with me all the time like, yep. like yeah, you don't have true. to be manly macho randy savage yep. every time like yeah, yeah. it's okay to relax like mm-hmm. it's okay to just be you yep. yeah like even when my grandmother passed his mom he trying to be tough i'm like bro i'm in here boo hooing. i'm like I, that's your mom yeah yeah, yeah so i know you yeah. want to cry so right. it's like it's okay like you don't have to be tough and like as I get older, he started to listen more. And it, it took a while because at first he used to look at me like, man, you on some bullshit. Like when I was like 16, 17, he's like, man, what the fuck is you on? Like, he's he like, look at my uncle, like, come on, man, you hear this little motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> and then like, it just started clicking. I don't know when it clicked or mm-hmm. it just started, boom, He just start. It was like a whole 360 with my dad. I'm like, what the fuck am I talking to the same person? It's like, I've slowly broke him down to where he's more understanding and talking about these generational curses. And mm-hmm. I kind of was like me breaking that wall down, like... Me and my dad, my mom. She hasn't made that far, cause me and my, I'm the only child. So my mom is different. So but me and my dad, we had that mutual respect. Uh, I can talk to my dad without him feeling disrespected or like calling him out on his bullshit. Like, come on, man, I ain't Like how you did that, and him yeah. not getting offended. Like, oh, I'm your dad. You can't say I'm wrong. Right. Like he'd be like, you right. You feel me? So it's it's just stuff like that. As far as having that communication and him understanding and not just listening, him understanding. So yeah. that was like generational curse
0: for me. Yeah. I just talked to my mom recently about, um, about just how she was feeling. I was like, it has to be tiring to be a no limit, no limit soldier oh, all day. day. Like you don't get tired of being a no limit soldier. And it's not even just her, just people in general. And it's funny that somebody posted this question on Facebook recently and was like, um, basically, you know, they've been having this debate about like black men don't protect black women, you know, and that mm-hmm. whole debate. And, Somebody responded, and I was somebody responding. I said, "It must be tiring to be a no limit soldier all day." And she was like, "But well, that's because black men don't protect black women." And I was like, "But you, as a woman, you should just want to be feminine and be soft in Correct. general, not because you don't feel protected, but just because you are a woman." And and it's tiring to be a no limit soldier all day, all day, all day, all week. So, all week, all year, <laughs> <laughs> all life. <laughs> so me and my mom had this conversation. I was like, mom, it is, it's okay to cry. Mm-hmm. It's okay to say, I'm not having a good day. It's okay to take a day to yourself. And I, and I know where it's coming from. A lot of our parents, you know, they went through a lot of stuff with our fathers. And mm-hmm. so there were single mothers. And so they like, well, we had to be tough. And I'm like, but I am 35 now. You, it's It's okay to let it go. Mm-hmm. And Fair so, Yeah, but it but it takes a long time to figure it out if you've never had someone to help you figure it out. Our parents didn't go to therapy. You know, they didn't know anything about self-care and saying that I'm not okay. They just kept it moving every day. And I'm like, but you don't have to do that anymore. At all. And so yeah, all the no limit soldiers out there cut it out. Say
3: free them, free them.
0: Free them. Yes. Shit. Black (laughs) men do protect black women. Hello, thank you. And it's okay to be in your soft life era. Okay, Okay. it's cool. I love it. I love being in my soft life era. Y'all can talk about me, put in the comments all you want to. (laughs) (laughs) i wake up and go to sleep at peace every night. Mm. So yes, I do day at home with my sage and listen to my Janae Iko and i will be vibing and i will be chilling Mm -hmm. and journaling. You know why? Because I'm tired of being a No Limit Soldier. I was a No Limit Soldier from eight until three. (laughs) When I get home, it is soft life time. In my household, because in my household, I'm like, why are you yelling?
3: You should
0: be. Yeah. The wine, get the wine glass. Huh? Get the wine glass off here. No, I said red solo cup. But just a little bit. <laughs> be quiet in here, a little bit. <laughs> but look, you come to my household, and I'm like, "Why are you yelling? We're not yelling." <laughs> I talk, but <laughs> uh, I no, for When I'm at my house, I don't yell at my house. And when you come into my house yelling, I'm like, "Why are you yelling?" Talking like Barry White. We don't yell at here. The <laughs> yeah. lights are like real dim. I oh, hate bright man. lights. Like yeah. I'm chilling at home. Plants all around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna feel like you at House every day you come to my right. house. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So yeah, y'all. It's okay to be in your soft life. I promise. Because well once you get there, you ain't gonna leave. At all. At all like that level you come over I'm like you want to talk about your feelings it's okay you got a rough day i ain't got that deep yet Let's talk about it yeah you'll get there yeah i could. maybe when you get 35 yeah. you no, I'm,
3: I'm thinking about talking about 30 i'm 20 i'll be about 30 yeah i'm getting there but
0: yeah, see I, early 30s early yeah, 30s yeah, yeah i'll get there yeah and see i'm at the age too like all that loud noise mm-mm. too much it's too I'm much loud. it's too loud why are you so loud like, that, too that music, turn it down a little bit. It ain't got to be all that. I gotta turn it down to see out my window. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: they sure, too. I gotta turn down. <laughs> the you know yeah. i <laughs> like, turn noise, Look, turn everything down. What's that? Yeah. I'm
1: yeah.
4: too.
0: <laughs> don't pull up to my house, bumping Hey, turn it down. We don't We're do that. It's too loud. We got neighbors. <laughs> 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 all right, what's the, what we got next on the question?
4: Uh, Do you feel like setting goals and achieving those
2: goals have positive effect on your mental health? Yes. Yeah, I yes. definitely feel like when you have you think about something or something's been placed in you and you plan it out and plot it out and you achieve that. I don't care if it's a small thing. Or a big thing, small thing, big thing. But if you achieve it, yes, because you feel like, all right, I can do more. I can mm-hmm. do something else. I can go and plan this out. I can go and make whatever it is that I have in my mind come to fruition. So yeah. Yeah. I, think so. I say yes and no.
3: Because and I say yes and no because like um like when I tried to join the firefighter department, so I was really dedicated to that had my goals set down for each month. I'm gonna do this, I ended up filling the um one section. So like when I'm seeing my goals, I missed the goal. So it's it was like I'm I can I got strong will. So it doesn't, it didn't really break my heart. But a normal person, it probably be like, man, I'm done with this. I can't do this. So it's like you you when you put it down on paper, it kind of hits different because you're seeing it every day. That's why I do I put my I put my goals on the wall. So yeah. I see it every day, I walk past it. So for a normal person, I probably it really affect them. But for me, mm-hmm. it really is kind of just like I'm going back at it again. So motivation. I I, yeah. yeah. So that's why I say yes and
0: no. Yeah. Um goals for me definitely uh affect my mental health in a positive way. Um, but I will say that please make sure that you are not just achieving goals to get away from whatever issue you have going on. Cause sometimes um we will continue to, you know, let me go get this certificate, let me go get this degree, let me go get this. But the thing is that once all that once that moment is done. You have you set back into reality, Mm -hmm. and so you know. um, For me, and I I speak from experience. uh, For me, I was always achieving. I've been probably been a people pleaser since I was a kid. Like Mm -hmm. growing up, my grandfather was like real strict about education. Like he was like, when you come home and do your homework, you have some more homework. I was like, damn it, (laughs) it was an after school program. (laughs) Um, (laughs) no, for real. And so he would make me like study like my, like, I knew all my state capitals by the time I was four. Oh, yes. Like my granddad. So my granddad would go and buy these maps and like this puzzle map. And he would like make me study like all 50 states every day after school. And so then it got to the point to where he would like. All right, let me flip this map over, and then he would point to the state, like of the back of it, and I would know. I'm like, oh, that's Ohio. Oh, oh that's Georgia. Google. But then I, then he was like, all right, now let's learn these these capitals. So now I'm like, oh, what's the capital of Ohio? Oh, Columbus. What's the capital of Florida? Tallahassee. I still know it to this day. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. he drilled an in me. But then the here the killer part was that when people would come over, he'd be like, hey, Ty, show them. You know, your fifty states. <laughs> And I'm like, so you so you treat me like like Sideshow Bob. Grandparents <laughs> like, like thing, dude. Do dance? Yes. Do them same boy. And so once like people would come over, and be like, Ty is so smart. Oh my gosh. And it just like kept like I just wanted to keep going and keep performing and keep performing. <laughs> and then once I became an adult, like I just didn't know how to stop. So now I'm like, all right, let me go to college and get a degree. Okay, let me start this program. Oh, let me do a podcast. And so like for me. I knew at the same time that I was getting those things because I also had other shit that was going on. And so once like I would get my degree, I'm like, all right, oh, that was great. That was cool. But once that feeling goes away, I still have the issue that I didn't deal with. And so, you know, now I'm in a space where I don't achieve goals to please other people. I do it because I want to. You know what I'm saying? Um, But at the same time, I still go to therapy and still address those issues. So I'm not doing mud talk because i'm trying to get away from something no i addressed that already before we became on mud talk so you know let's just go ahead and do it so um yeah goals to me they definitely affect my mental health in a good way but just make sure you're doing them for the right reason not because you're trying to get away from something so i would
4: agree and i would add a little piece to that make sure you're celebrating your accomplishments yes not not the big ones but the small ones the mm-hmm. steps that it took to get to that stuff because sometimes we'll take a goal and be like oh i ain't reached it yet But what were the steps you took to get there that you actually took them
2: and celebrated that?
4: Yeah. Um, So I believe it does, but it it helps even more if you celebrate the small
2: wins along with the big wins. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. What do you think? I definitely agree with that. You got to celebrate the small ones because you can't get to the big ones without taking those baby steps.
0: Yeah. Big facts. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess it's my turn on the questions. All right. Our next question is. What do you feel is the reason or reasons black
2: men don't open up about anxiety and depression? I think because it was frowned upon at, at one point, mm-hmm. like you weren't supposed to be in touch with your feelings, right? Like yeah. if you're around your homeboys and you feel in a certain type of way, you can't say, Man, I'm feeling this type of way. It's like, oh man, you saw man, we ain't doing yeah. that, we mm-hmm. worried about this. You know, I think now we're in an in a stage where we can open up and it is, you know, it's I don't want to say cool, but it's definitely accepted to to open up and be more in tune with what your feelings are. But I think back when we were growing up and back with our parents and grandparents, you kind of had to hold that to yourself. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I think the reason why um, us as black men, we don't open up with our feelings and talk about anxiety and depressions, because sometimes we don't feel like we're in a safe space, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, specifically if you're in a relationship. Um, I know that and honestly, friendships too. You know, sometimes when you open up to people, um, it's tough because you don't want that thrown back in your face because there will be people who will use your depression, anxiety, and throw it in your face. Um, and if you get into it with them, then shit is gonna hit the fan. And so for us as black men, we want to feel we're we're in a safe space before we open up. And even then, you gotta show me for a long time that that I that I can trust you before I before I open up. And so um I think it has to do with that and also what C.L. style said as well too like you know it was a thing where for a long time like are you crying are you talking about your feeling like you soft only girls mm-hmm. supposed to be doing that and doing that and now i'm glad that we are in an era where it is okay to do things like this where we can open up and talk about our feelings and depression anxiety and whatnot um and we need to do more of it because yes. as black men we just like i said we deal with so much and we, we just want to have a safe space where we can talk about it and get it out there in the open. So I, I definitely agree with CO Styles for saying with that.
3: Yeah, I agree with that.
0: What well, um I think
3: is like a black person would be like in your family, they'd be so quick to call you crazy if you express yourself there but oh he's a oh, little terrence he's so goddamn crazy he over here crying and shit <laughs> he whoop, 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 whoop. so like in a black family it's kind of like damn i'm not really crazy so y'all probably all had that older cousin growing up they probably was like oh he crazy as hell and he he probably was just misunderstood y'all didn't really understand how to talk to him and then when you, y'all got older you kind of start understanding why they thought he was crazy, and this motherfucker normal as hell. But yep, yeah. they, they didn't, they didn't ship him away. You don't even know how he is no more. now he just weird as hell. But it, that's that's just the thing. It's just like I feel like you gotta do better doing that. Yeah.
4: I think everybody's kind of said that we've weaponized mental health. Yeah, right? yes. like, yeah. We've made it a weapon. We don't make it like a safe thing where you're like, hey, talk about your anxiety. Talk about your depression. Be vulnerable. Scared. It's more like you crazy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or you bipolar. Yeah. You're not even bipolar. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or it, we've weaponized it in the, in our community where it's like, I don't want to talk about it because one, there's a mistrust. Two, there's some, some, some system things. But we as black men, we want, we don't want to. We have a fear of talking about where we're at. Mm-hmm. two we won't we don't want people to use things against us and three we don't want to be able to know like oh you're gonna put me on medication because i'm depressed and put me on medication because i got anxiety yeah um and it's like i can't even prescribe medication as a therapist but uh, if we're talking about this conversation that's that's first where we need to start mm-hmm. yeah um, so i think that is plus i think society has made it hard for black men to just be like you you don't always have to be strong
2: yeah mm-hmm. right you don't yeah.
4: have to carry the world on your back all the time mm-hmm. um and i think that's a lot of the reason why black men don't talk about mental
0: health yeah you know for me i've learned in my 35 years and probably more so recently within the last 10 when you just live your life open and just be free that's when people don't weaponize the shit because you no. can't weaponize something that i'm saying out loud Correct. so if i'm telling you that i deal with depression or anxiety you it's not going to hurt me if you throw it back in my face. Cause I'm going to be like, I know like right. I say it out loud. And so I encourage everybody to live your life out loud. If you have depression, it's okay. If you have anxiety, it's okay. Live your life out loud because no one can weaponize something that you, that you know, that you deal with, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I've, I've learned that more. So in the, like I said, the last 10, 15 years, like when you just live your life out loud, shit, you can't throw something in my face that I know already. Cool. So right. yeah, I agree. so All right. Um, My next question is, what would you say to other black men who are struggling with uh, anxiety and depression who may feel trapped or alone? First thing I would say is you're not
4: alone. Um, That's the first thing I would say. And second thing I would say is, like I said earlier, don't suffer in silence. Mm -hmm. Um, So find you a community of black men. Find you somebody who you feel safe with. um, Go to therapy. Um, I know sometimes it's about accessibility, sometimes and being able to access a good therapist. Mm-hmm. But if you don't like your doctor, you go to a new doctor. Um, so treat your therapist like that. If you don't like the therapist, just go. You don't got to tell the therapist you're leaving. Yeah, just go to a different therapist. Um, but I feel like first two things I would say is don't suffer in silence and just don't don't sit don't be don't feel like you're alone.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I think for me, I mean, it's really what Cecil said. You know, first thing is you are not alone. Um, you know I just read the statistics to you earlier there are millions of people who who deal with anxiety and depression um and like he said to get a therapist for me personally um uh, when i first started going to therapy I had a male uh, female therapist shout out to jazz appreciate her um but recently i switched over to a male therapist and to me that was like such a big deal because when i go to therapy I don't feel like I'm necessarily in therapy I feel like I'm just talking to the homie mm-hmm. like a safe space with the homie and yeah. so when i get done i get in the car I'm like damn that feels good. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just talked to my big bro and got that shit all out. You know what I'm saying? And I don't have to worry about him saying nothing because shout out to HIPAA. Uh, <laughs> shout out. To
1: HIPAA.
0: Shout out. Shout out to HIPAA. <laughs> so, you know, I don't, I don't have to worry about anything. But, but it's like he said, it's okay if you have to switch to a different therapist because to me, like, switching to a male therapist, it, it just, I was just in a different space where I felt like, okay, mm-hmm. my female therapist, it was more so about accountability and now, the therapist I have now is more so like, "Okay, I need you to do the work now, like I'm going to give you homework, I'm going to make you think, you know, I'm going to tell you that you're wrong too, but also let you know that like, okay, yeah, like that shit you did, that was cool, but what's the follow-up? you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying so it's it's definitely okay, and you know, do the research, you know, there are plenty of of therapists out there, you know, um but if you need help, you know. No, you just got to reach out. You got to say something. And and it's okay to not be okay. You don't have to be strong all the time. You don't have to be a no limit soldier all the time. You ain't got to be a thug all day. It's, it's it is perfectly okay to say, you know what, today I ain't in the best mood. And I'm mm-hmm. like, "All right, so what we going to do about it?" You know what I'm saying? So, and also too, um I know we hate talking about meds, but sometimes you just you got to do what you got to do. Because when yes. you are not feeling well, they give you medicine. When you have um High blood pressure, you get put on high blood pressure medicine. If you are a diabetic, you get put on medicine. And so, you know, it's the same thing with your mental health. If you have have anxiety, why would I want to sit and struggle all day when I can take meds and to feel calm? You know, and for some people, maybe you like to do the devil's lettuce. That's up to you. <laughs> oh, yeah. No shade. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> but you have to do what you have to do. But also, let's let's have healthy alternatives. Correct. Um, sure. Because there's sometimes we can turn to those unhealthy alternatives like drinking and sex okay. and everything else. No, we have some healthy alternatives. So if you don't feel well, there are meds for depression. There are meds for anxiety. There are meds for bipolar. It's it's okay if you if you have to take medicine. So. That and was it's natural I was as well too. So like what? I said it's natural options. As oh well. yeah. So yeah, we support. Yeah, yeah. Shout out Everything. to um uh issue two. We love yeah, issue yeah, two yeah,
3: for yeah. sure. Sure. Yes. So can you can you say the question again? Because I got so interested in
0: ties. Um... Marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> that was I was like I was locked in. <laughs> yeah. Um. No. So the question was, what would you say to other black men who are struggling with anxiety and depression, who may feel trapped or alone?
3: Um, like he said, you're not alone. Um, like I like I would say, talk to somebody. Like if you can't go to a therapist, talk to someone that's similar to you. Like if you have a girlfriend, talk to somebody that has a girlfriend. Don't mm-hmm. talk to one of your friends that don't have a girlfriend. They can't relate to you. If you got if you talk right. to somebody that has a kid, they don't got a kid. They can't really relate to your day to day basis. Like you might think that's your homeboy. You might know him for 20 years, but they mm-hmm. y'all on two different frequencies. Like mm-hmm. your whole daily life, just just small stuff. Waking up, getting your kids some breakfast. Waking up. Your whole lives is different. So yes. talk to people that are similar to you. If you can't go to therapy, talk to somebody that you can confide in, that you trust. Don't be talking to Don't be loose. Just don't be loose with it. Talk to somebody that you can really confide in, a friend, a friend. Not somebody that you just met, mm-hmm. that you've told stuff previously before and then didn't get out. Don't try to tell your life story to somebody that's random that you just met because that's going to end up screwing you at the end because some people want to see you fail. Talk to somebody that you really know. And that's similar to you. Yeah. Because y'all gonna relate way more and you're gonna get it off your chest.
0: And I would say this too: be careful who you open up to. Mm-hmm. Because the friend it's that nice. you gossip with is probably not the friend you should be open up with. Yeah. Um, and so you need to be very careful about who you open up to about that. And and I just say that because me personally, when I open I have a nice small circle, of people I open up to, but I I can open up to them because I know in the end there's some type of follow up. There's some type of accountability. There's some type of, okay, like what are we doing next? It's not just us venting to each other and and just emotionally dumping on each other. Now we just go away. So, um, be very careful about who you open up to and it shouldn't be somebody that you gossip with. It needs to be somebody who can help you,
2: you know, get through what you're getting through. So be proactive doing that. Yes. Yes. And I I would, I would say this because y'all all made like great points. Um, I just put like a little bowl on top of it. Like we use GPS when we get in our car to get to the spot and we, we use help, right? Mm -hmm. We have food. If it gets cold, we put it in the microwave or we put it in the air fryer. A therapist is the same way. Yeah. If they can help you and you can maneuver different pitfalls and you can get things off of your chest, it is a helping aid. We live in a world that we want to make it easier so therapy is not a bad thing. Just look at it as a helping aid to help you become the better person. Yeah. Therapy. And you would definitely
0: notice when you're not in therapy. I was out of therapy for a whole year. And when I went back, my therapist was like, why you been gone for a whole year? And I was like, <laughs> oh, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. There there was a lot. But within that year, there was a lot of shit that happened. Yes. And I was like, the way I was handling it for that year wasn't good. Mm-hmm. And so for me, like therapy keeps me mindful of those coping skills and those different strategies that I can use. But you can definitely tell when you're, when you are not in therapy, you will feel, It's a hell of a difference. Mm-hmm. And, but when I, when I'm in it, I feel like I'm black Panther. What kind of <laughs> Panther? <laughs> so yeah, okay. if you are not in therapy, make sure you get it. It's, it's the best, it's the best gift in the world. Yeah. Yeah.
4: So. Yep. When did you notice a breakthrough
2: and what was that feeling like? Hmm. I would say I noticed a breakthrough um, when I started applying what it was that I was learning in therapy, Mm -hmm. right? Like not just letting it fall on a deaf ear, um, but actually applying it, even if it wasn't a situation where it happened instantly. I could see the changes that were taking place, even if no one else could see the changes that were taking place. So I think that that was the breakthrough because it's like, again, celebrating those small wins, you know, to be able to get to the bigger wins. So I think that that's – Yeah. What about you?
3: Um, mine's going to be a little bit different. ain't going to be – it's not going to be as deep. But uh, my big breakthrough was like when I bought my house in 2020, it was like kind of a transition from me being a boy to a man Cause I was putting my family in the position to win, like I was putting my son, all of my son to have a backyard and things like that. So that was my big breakthrough. Like, cause I never grew up in a home. I always was in townhouse or apartment. Like, so that was my big breakthrough. Like seeing that transition from me being a boy to a man. So that was like my coming on party. Like, oh, I'm I'm here. Mm-hmm.
0: So like that was my big that's dope congratulations, yeah, that dope. congratulations. Yeah. shout out to you, Thank you. you. homeowner yeah. <laughs> that's, what's Thank you. that's what's up Thank you. um my big, big breakthrough um i noticed um i just noticed like when my speech was different like just the words i would use like using the words grace and coping skills and just all this, this these different vocabulary and i remember um at the school that i was working at previously my boss was like you Just sound so different. Like just the way that you talk is just so it's so different. I'm just like, Yeah, my spirit is just at peace. And you know, I just and then I started noticing myself, like, you're hmm, using words like self-care. Like that feels good, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, and so that's when I noticed like there was some change coming that I had made progress, and then other people started noticing, and it was like, You said boundaries now, and you don't you're talking about self-care and you're in your soft life era and all of this stuff. And so I that's when I noticed, like, okay. You made a breakthrough. And mm-hmm. so for me, it just it felt good when other people noticed the growth in me. And sometimes what happens is when we're growing, sometimes we don't notice the growth in ourselves. Mm-hmm. It has to be somebody else will tell us, I'm like, huh, damn, I did grow up, huh? And so um that was kind of like when I noticed the breakthrough when other people started noticing the words that I was using and everything. And I was like, This is I like this and this and this feels good. So yeah.
4: Mine is when I started to learn that I could tell people how I was feeling in the moment, mm. right? When I'm not when I'm upset, I can pause um, when I can tell you if I'm frustrated or right now I need a break from you for a couple minutes. That's when I knew I was like, OK, you are in an era of your life that you are switching. Yeah. Um, and I think that's when for me it felt good because you could tell somebody like you frustrated me right now um, yeah. or are you making me upset yeah. or you can have a conversation with your kid and they can say emotions just like you can say emotions. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that for me was,
3: was big.
0: Yeah. Was big. I just got to that so yeah.
3: was at 28. So that's huge.
0: Yeah. And when you hit that breakthrough, it feels so damn good. It, does. it feels amazing. It's like years and years worth of trauma and all of that stuff. Just finally just, it's not gone, but you know, you, you learn how to handle it different. Yeah. And so when you finally hit that breakthrough, you like, damn, I did a good job. Mm-hmm. But, just be mindful that even though you hit that breakthrough, you still have to keep going. Yep. Because one thing that, like I said, I noticed when I took the ER from therapy, I started to like regress. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh yeah, like we need to get back into therapy. Like we need to call somebody right now (laughs) because it's about to go down. And yeah, when I just saw myself snapping on people, I was like, yeah, it's time for you to get back into therapy because you've come way too far Mm -hmm. to go back to what you used to be. we also have to remember that our healed versions
4: still have the unhealed versions of ourselves. Very true. So you can still be healed and still talk to Jesus. Try Jesus, not me. Um, because just because I'm healed doesn't mean <laughs> yeah. that other part of me. Yes. Is still Indeed. not there at times. Yes. Right. As they say, um, still a work in progress, it's still a work in progress. <laughs> yeah. So You have to remind yourself that you can still be in your healed journey, be working, but you're going to be triggered still.
0: Yeah. Um, it, it does not mean that you're done uh, yeah. or completed. As uh, Miss Shay Renee likes to say on the show, either I can be cool, or I can come out of a bag. Which one you want me to be? <laughs> Shout out to Shay. <laughs> Shout out to Shay. Yes, but yeah, you definitely like you said, like you know, I can I can be healed, all right. But don't fuck with me. <laughs> Not today. So yeah. All right. Um, our next question is: How have your loved ones played a role in helping you cope with anxiety or mental health issues? So my son is eight, and he's in therapy himself.
4: Um, and I was, one day I was late taking him to therapy and I'm like overwhelmed. I'm like, Oh my God. And he said to me, he said, dad, as long as we get there. And it just stopped. Like everything just stopped. And I was like, I wanted to cry in a moment, but I was like, wow, yeah he's correct. Right. He was like, we're late, but as long as we get there and we're still, we get there. And I was like, that's wild to think that an eight year old kid. Can even be that self aware in that moment, yeah. And I'm like, oh my god, we gotta get there, like we gotta, we gotta rush. And he's like, as long as we get there. And I was like, okay, it checked me. Yeah, right. um, but my son always checks me for my anxiety and my mental health um, consistently because I be in those moments, and he be like, Dad, it's okay,
2: it's yeah. all right.
4: Yeah. Um, so I feel like my my son is a a, a humongous therapist at eight for yeah. a therapist. That's so great, that's it.
2: That's, that's, that's dope. dope. Yeah. Um. I would say um, my family just being present, right? And just allowing the space for me to be able to speak mm-hmm. um, to them. It's not a judgment zone. You know, they just allow me to be able to speak to them. And it is a safe space. And they're going to tell me when I'm right. And they're going to tell me when I'm wrong, mm-hmm. right? And I have to be able to accept that. So I just think them being present and them being there has helped out a mess with. Absolutely.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I can't fake the funk. I don't think I hit that straw yet. Like honestly <laughs> with my family, it's tough because I'm real shielded. Like I don't really own, I'm the only child. So I'm really weird about all that stuff. So I don't mm-hmm. really think I hit that stride yet. I'm working on it, but I don't think I hit that stride as far as my family. So I'm not going to sit here and lie and, uh, act like I'm, I know something about this. Very section. transparent. Yeah. Yeah yeah. Transparent. yeah.
0: yeah. I respect that. That's what's up. Um, I would say shout out to my mom. She was, she was, um, when I first started having the mental health episodes, she didn't understand it at first. And then, like, once she just started noticing some changes, like, okay, my son has gone from being a really happy person to like, now you're moody, now you're Mm -hmm. irritable, and now you're just not calling for a few days at a time, you know? And so, um, once she like started really paying attention and I opened up to her about going to therapy, that's when she really was just like, are you good? Are you okay? Um, we started having conversation. I started telling her, like, if you don't hear from me in, a, in like a few days, please reach out and say, yo, you good? You know, um, And so she's been s- super helpful with that because, like we said earlier, our parents and grandparents didn't know anything about mental health. They didn't know right. how to address that. And so I would say with her being open to even attempting to learn more about it has been super helpful for me. So she'll she'll say like, hey, good morning, son. Like, are you OK? How are you feeling today? Um, there's still some work that's needed to be there. Um, but she's definitely been a a huge help with that. And so, um, it kind of shocked me because, you know, like we said, they weren't used to mental health. So I was Uh like, hmm, well, this is new. I like it. Um, and so, yeah, she's, she's been huge with that. That's been major. So but now I open about therapy, though, with that. Now she wasn't <laughs> open to that. She was like, now, why the hell are you going <laughs> to the people? It's, you talk money. You <laughs> talk, it. talk it. <laughs> See, there you go, talking to the people. And I was just like, now she's like, did you talk to the people today? I'm like, yes. The people <laughs> were wild. Yeah, the people. <laughs> Did you go and talk to the people? I'm like, first of all, it's only one person. <laughs> 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 it's only one.
3: So, but yeah. I don't my answer to it, though. <laughs> Huh. So that's why my mom is too. So that's
0: why I hit that strike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: don't got the nerves for that shit. I'm
0: like, I'm, hey, look, man, it's the best hour of your life, man. It it's is. the best. I love hour.
3: therapy. I love therapy.
0: It is. I I love going there and just like look, just listen. Yeah, <laughs> don't on even say shit. <laughs> on
3: the table.
0: Yeah, just put it all on the table. And then
2: sometimes I'm like, all right, just give it to me.
0: Like, yeah. just tell me where I
2: fucked up today. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I do like it, too. when you do have that relationship with your therapist, because after a while, like you start listening to your therapist problems, too. Right? Yeah. Like y'all are like becoming friends, yeah. you know, like yeah. y'all are hearing each other and bouncing ideas off of each other, which is cool, too. Then yeah, that's when I'm like, I should bill you, too. <laughs> 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 um, so let me see your insurance card.
0: Or just rub me that cash out, you know, whatever you want to do. But of yeah. course. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Really? <laughs> my therapist did that yesterday, man. We, we were having a conversation. He spoke for like 45 minutes. He was like, damn, I took up your time. Yeah, I'm billing you. <laughs> you you my man. You my man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I hope you send him a bill. I need to. You should. <laughs> That's
4: coming from a therapist.
0: Look. Send him <laughs> a bill.
3: It's crazy. I've never been to a therapist. Like, one-on-one always, like, me and My girl went as couples. I've never been one on one. I need to do
4: that, yeah. Individual is, yeah, especially if you do couples, do individual, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, we've like got
3: Jerry Springer, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I told you so, told you so, told you, so, you what's wrong last night. <laughs> Goddamn I,
4: lie, I feel like
0: couples is by far the funniest. It's time. funny, yo. It it is. It's funny, it's it fun. Is. It's fun, yeah. Time. Definitely, is a individual therapy is, is great. Cause it's one, it's just an hour of your time. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I had a session one time when I was uh, with my old therapist. We sat for a whole hour while she just worked. I was just like, <laughs> "You, ain't, we even got to meet. <laughs> don't say nothing. Whatever you are doing, just I'll get do your it. laptop out and <laughs> work." Yeah. Cause sometimes, cause it was just like one of those days where I was like, "I don't even feel like talking. Like, can we mm-hmm. just, just shh, everybody just be quiet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just you know, you do your work on your laptop. I'll just sit here and cry and do whatever I need to do. But just everybody just be quiet." Mm -hmm. And it was like, that was like a trip, but it, but for me, what I love about therapy is like, you can modify it to what you need. Like the fact that my therapist was like, you sure? And I was like, yeah, we sat for an hour. Like that was dope. I mean, yeah. Now now, she billed me, obviously. (laughs) 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 It was probably crazy. Like, damn, like I'm really billing you for you to come sit in my office, but it was quiet and I'm like, I'm tired of hearing people's kids. I'm tired Mm -hmm. of dealing with people. Like, I just want to sit here for an hour and just be quiet. And And it was it was the dopest experience ever.
4: And that's why you can walk into your therapist's office and tell them, like, hey, I know I got an hour. Give me like 15 minutes Mm -hmm. to just sit here and or 20 minutes to just sit here. And I'm going to be like, "Okay, yeah," Yeah. because sometimes you just need that quiet time that saves time Mm -hmm. just to recharge, just to reset. Or if you want to lay your head on the pillow and be like, I'm just going to go to sleep for 20 minutes. Uh, close my eyes. Get me up in twenty minutes, and we can talk about whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um. Because sometimes you just need that space away from the world. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Yep.
0: And that's your time
4: for you. Yeah.
0: Because you can have that time at home, but then you might have somebody ringing your doorbell. Exactly. You got the mailman, uh, Amazon man knocking on your door. You got somebody calling. Somebody showing up. So, in my therapist office, I know I don't have to deal with none of that at all. So if the Amazon man comes to the therapy. <laughs> it better be for you <laughs> and not like for me. Hard as hell, yes. like a Hard as hell. They and they do throw the package to the door. Yes. <laughs> Start with my damn peace. Yeah. Just leave the package on the yeah. porch and just keep All moving. All that extra shit is extra. Doing
3: the shit my wall shit is
0: crazy. Just, just to let you know yeah. that your package is. Yeah, It's just crazy. Send you pictures, shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Last question. <laughs> Have you noticed any barriers or stigmas past or present for you? Um, Okay, never mind. Have you noticed any barriers or stigmas past or present for you or African-American men that have tried to receive assistance when dealing with mental health concerns? So do you feel like there are any barriers or stigmas that prevent men from going to receive assistance when it comes to mental health? Um, Representation.
4: Mm -hmm. Um, I think Black men want to have a Black man. Yeah. Um it's like barbershop talk, right? You go to the barbershop, you're gonna talk about how you feeling because you got you around the same people that look like you um can understand where you're coming from, can can feel where you're coming from without it being like a ooh, this is a little off. Yeah. Um so I feel like a lot of times it's the representation of having another black man therapist. Now the reverse of that is that's a rarity. <laughs> um mm-hmm. uh, about I think it's like three to five percent of therapists or psychologists are black men. Mm. Uh, So in the field, it's it's very minimal. Um, And I know in the city of Toledo, there's probably maybe maximum um, 10 to 12. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think in certain cities or bigger cities that you might get a 20 to 25, but you're not getting a lot of black male therapists Mm -hmm. um, in the field and they're not rushing Mm -hmm. to become therapists either. So um, I think a lot
0: of it is also representation. Yeah. And you talked about bar. I hate when my barber talks to me. I'm like, God <laughs> damn it!
2: <laughs> I be like, You're the say-
0: best talks. No, I be
2: like, just say what's up and just cut the hair, man. <laughs> the best question is, do they keep cutting your hair? While no, they that's why. To why I, That's why. No. Yeah, that's yeah. why.
0: And I hope my barber ain't watching. He probably is. Man, I love my barber. <laughs> just, <laughs> just know, Mr. Armstrong. All right. <laughs> I'm name dropping today. Just, just say what's up, bro. <laughs> all right, cat. All right, cat. <laughs> I'm name dropping today. <laughs> and I ain't even had no club Shay Shay left. This is this is, the truth this is This is the
3: truth. The truth to him.
0: Yeah. Um, I do feel like a big part of it has to do with representation. Um, and I think that even though we have progressed with talking about mental health, the stigma is still there. Like, even though black men see other black men like us discussing mental health. They still don't want to take the steps to go right. and, to go and do it, um, and I think some people are afraid of therapy. Yes, um, because therapy will make you reach down into the the depths of whatever you got going on and pull it out of you. Yeah. Um, and so for some people, that that scares them. Um, so when you have to deal with you know issues like whether it's childhood trauma and you know PTSD and maybe abuse or whatever the case may be that you've been suppressing for all this time therapy will scare you because now you have to deal with it. You have Mm -hmm. to talk about it because you can't get better if you're not talking about it. And I think for us as black men, we are a scared, we are scared to talk about it. And I'm going to just keep the bread fresh. Um, I think some black men are just scared of accountability because a therapist is going to help make you hold your ass accountable. percent. So you don't want to hear you were wrong. Correct. You know what I'm saying, yeah. and that might be tough hearing that from another black male, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, and so, um, I definitely think there's there's just a lot of things that probably scare uh black men away from going to therapy, but um and I think some black men don't know how to go about getting therapy, like where do True. they go True. um and so there's a lot that that goes around it, but I think that's just a few of the few of the things on iceberg,
3: yeah. I think as a black man i think we are scared of labeling because like as you mm-hmm. know in the black community like i said earlier they quit to call you crazy like mm-hmm. our cousin mm-hmm. he's been wilding for like eight years we don't know what the hell is wrong with him find out he's bipolar mm-hmm. and he's taking medicine the whole time so i think as a as a culture we're scared to find out what the what's the problem what's mm-hmm. really going on with it you might be autistic you might have adhd it might be anything because you can develop these when you're older you yes. it doesn't have to be when you were born so oh, yeah and develop these things so we're scared of getting that label because we don't want to be that crazy family member. Oh, this motherfucker autistic. He, duh, 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 you know, and there's nothing yeah. wrong with any of these things at all. So it's like we have to understand what these things are because as as a whole, we, we're ignorant to these things. Yeah. So I think that's one of the biggest barriers.
0: Yeah. yeah. Now, my question is for you, C. So why? Because uh, you said there's not a lot of black men rushing to be therapists. Why do you think that is the reason? Uh,
4: it's a low playing job. It's mm-hmm. a low it's a low-hanging fruit um a lot of times black men feel like you got to one i got to be in touch with my emotions to be a therapist mm-hmm. right i can't be a therapist and be angry because if i'm angry then you're going to come to me and be like mm, i'm cool mm-hmm. right so you got to be able to check yourself first you got to be able to hold yourself accountable at times um and sometimes i think going into being a therapist it's a process you got to go to a four-year degree mm-hmm. and take a licensing test um if you want to be a master another two years so there's a long process i'm not saying it's easy mm-hmm. and i feel like sometimes it's me and we like who want me to do six years or something yeah right um and then then now i gotta do the rest of my life with talking to people mm-hmm. i'm cool um yeah. but i feel like it also goes into like it's very similar to education right where it's like there's not a lot of black male teachers because it's like you want me to do all this to deal with somebody else's kids yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you <know> I <laughs> um so i think there's some barriers even to and it's not representation in classrooms. Yeah, right. I didn't meet my. I met my first black male social worker my senior year, my undergrad, my graduate degree. I met none. Mm. Uh, I was the only black male in the room in my master's program. Wow. That's crazy. So it was two, over 250 students, and I was the only black man in the room. Wow. Um, And then I ended up meeting another black male towards the end of my master's degree, but he was in his 50s. Mm. So it's like I didn't. I haven't met many that are my age or younger mm-hmm. um or even if a counselor um therapists or counselors i don't meet many um but i think a lot of it is be- it's the the length <laughs> it's the pay it's the, i gotta talk about emotions all the time i gotta process stuff but i think there's this big myth on being a therapist is sometimes you don't gotta talk about feelings in therapy yeah right every time somebody comes to me i am like we don't gotta talk about feelings and emotions Sometimes they get tiresome for me. I don't want to hear your emotions and feelings all the time. <laughs> um, I want to hear the T too. Like, I want to yeah. know what's going on yeah. in your life. <laughs> yeah. um, but I also think it's it, it, it's hard to be a male in a female dominated field as well, mm-hmm. right? Because you stand out like a thumb. Um, I, I get a lot more information than a lot of my female counterparts, mm. right? I can do an assessment with someone or talk to someone and get away more. they are be like, well, how come you got all that stuff? And I didn't get it. And I'll be like, I'm just a rarity, right? I'm the unicorn. So of course I'm gonna be more comfortable. Right. Um, so I think that's the other thing.
2: Yeah.
4: Yeah. I was gonna
2: ask you, that, but <laughs> you kind of hit it on the head. So I was gonna ask you that. Yeah.
0: Man, wow. Well, you know, shout out to um, you know, therapists. You know, you guys help make the world go around just like teachers. Um, and so I feel like with me, without my therapists that I've had, I don't think I would even be where I am today. Um, so if you are someone who has been considering therapy, whether you're a black man or a black woman or whomever, um, it is okay to go to therapy. And I, at our age at our big age, as they like to say, it it is time to go to therapy. Um, you're a big one. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, be your big one. <laughs> rip you out the. I'm telling you, yeah. you go to therapy, boy, you're gonna be ripped out the plastic. Uh, yeah. new, sure. Every time I leave therapy, sure. i be like, rip me out the plastic. <laughs> I brand new. Um, but yeah, man, the the first time therapy is is always scary. It is scary. The, but man, I remember the first time I went to therapy, I was shaking in my boots I had on Tim, so I was literally shaking in my boots, and I was Cold like, him. man, listen. And I just remember, because i would never been to therapy before. So mm-hmm. it was just, the first thing I was nervous about was, is it a safe space? Cool. That was the first thing. And so I was like, oh, HIPAA, that's great. <laughs> um, and then the second thing was just like, I think what was a good thing, but also like, I wouldn't say a bad thing. It was just, I knew my therapist personally. Mm-hmm. So it was like, you better not be going home and talking to your husband <laughs> about my shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but once like, I realized like, the therapist hat is on and not the friend hat. That's for me, it's like when it all calmed down. But it was it was very nervous for me because it was just like, man, like I'm really about to spill my whole life to you about yeah. some shit that I ain't never told nobody else. I ain't even told God. And now I'm about to tell you. Yep. So, but then it's like, once you go the first time and you keep going and keep going, now nah, I'm just be like, what up,
2: nigga? <laughs> 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 What's good? Yep. What up? So, yeah. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie, when I went in, I was so busy looking at it on movies. So I'm like, well, do I sit? Do I lay? Like, you <laughs> yeah. know, like, what do I do? So, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. I, I was love. like, do I put my feet on your couch? Right. Like, do I, do? I love asking
4: people, like, towards the end of the first session, like, how did you feel when you walked in the room? Mm-hmm. Because that question, for I feel like, just kind of relieves the anxiety of it all. Like, mm-hmm. let's talk about some stuff. Okay. How did you feel when you first walked in the room? They were like, man, I was nervous. Uh, I really didn't want to come today. And I said, you showed up. Right? Yeah. The hardest part about therapy is just showing up. It's not even sitting. Once you sit down, it just flows. Yeah. But if you show, yeah. if you just walk through that door and walk in the door and sit down, I
2: got you. I promise yeah. you. That's a captive audience at that point. You yeah. just said a word, though, because I felt like that's life, though. The hardest part is like oh. showing up. Is. Going up, going to the gym, just show yeah. up to the gym. You, you know, like, know, like, yeah. And so. if you're going to show up, see it through. Absolutely. If you
0: got to see it through. Yep. Yeah dropping gems today over there yeah listen we're gonna have a hella clips today boys gems. you better you better drop them gems on episode 40 <laughs> we appreciate that all right we're gonna go ahead and do a quick commercial break when we come back we got some shout outs to do we're gonna talk some more with you guys and then we're gonna wrap this thing on up so make sure that I keep it locked right here on mud talk <laughs> I'm <laughs> good, Yo, we are back here on Mud Talk again. We'll say shout out to Village Academy for being the amazing sponsors of the Mud Talk podcast show, as well as Black Lido and Many Faces podcast studio. Make sure y'all tap in on Lexi Sims if you have any questions about any of those entities that we just talked about. So before we get into our shout outs, uh, Mr. Cecil, so we just have one question. So for anyone who may be experiencing um, symptoms of depression, anxiety, what are some resources that they can uh, reach out to?
4: Uh, you have the ability to, I'll say, I'll just say some coping mechanisms first and I'll say some other resources and things of that nature. Um, So move your body. Um, That's the first thing. Move your body. If it's 10 minutes, 5 minutes, 15 minutes, move your body. Um, If you really feel overwhelmed, hop in a cold shower. Um, Cold showers help. Mm -hmm. Um, If you want to ground yourself, there's grounding techniques. There's breathing techniques called box breathing. Hold your breathing for a second. Hold your breath um there's so many different mechanisms or toolbox tools in your toolbox to to help you in those anxiety and depressed moments but moving your body not laying in the bed all day um if you are in a depressed episode i will say making your bed maybe your only accomplishment for the day so make your bed
1: mm-hmm.
4: um and sometimes if that's all you do all day at least you accomplished one thing um so reminding yourself to accomplish one if it's drinking water right if it's eating a sandwich um, because being depressed or being anxious, you forget to eat, you forget to drink, you forget about the day. Mm-hmm. Um, the resources, if you are in a, in the mindset that you want to harm yourself, um, there's a suicide risk line, um, you can text it, which is nine, eight, eight. Um, there are, if you're in the city of Selina, there's Zeph crisis. There is Arbor, I believe does crisis as well. If you're a youth, Zeph has a, a runaway shelter. Um, there's those different resources in that sense, but the National Suicide Hotline is a textable number nine eight eight. If you feel overwhelmed or want to just talk to someone, because um, today I just left, I was out here. I, don't know, I say this tidbit: I left at a high school, um, and four kids raised their hand and said they've experienced someone committing suicide or completing suicide in their life. Oh wow! So we're talking about high school students. So I know we're having a conversation about black men. Um, black men, suicide rates numbers are
0: actually increasing mm-hmm. um, as well. So just make sure you reach out to someone. Yeah. Um, my previous therapist that I had, I remember her mm-hmm. having a conversation and she told me, she said, when it comes to black mm-hmm. men and suicide, black men are the most to do it the most aggressively. Correct. So they will, um, you know, however, I'm not going to say the ways that has been done, but it's very aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was just like so alarming to me because yes. when she told me like the statistic, I was just like mind blown. And so, um, like, you know, like you said, we do have that 988 number that he talked about scrolling across the screen, um, but there is help available. And we do need to start having that conversation, not as dear black man, but dear black boy. Yeah, you know, we have, to, we have to start that now while they're young and not waiting until 35, 40, 25 or old you are. Like, have those conversations now. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Wow. Well, uh, before we uh, wrap this thing up, does anybody have any shout outs? Any shout out? shout outs, shout outs, shout outs? Anybody you want to shout out? We're gonna shout end us on a good note. Yeah.
3: Wow
0: <laughs> oh, man, who you want to shout out? You know the shout out. Drunk Unks. Oh, the Drunk Unks
3: podcast. You know, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: We sure. why why would we not shout them? Oh,
3: call that good shit.
0: Yeah, Yes. Respect. respect. Shout out to the Drunk Unks podcast. Uh make yeah. sure you tune into them tomorrow at 1 p.m. live. Well not. well yeah, live um they're gonna be talking about a whole bunch of shit yeah, and sure. um y'all yeah, have a special guest on the show
3: yes yep. Who y'all yep. got miss johnson johnson
0: can't johnson oh, okay
3: <laughs> 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 former collegiate at the yeah, uh, university of
0: michigan oh, okay huh? that's that's yeah. what's up he said miss johnson like she a teacher yeah yeah I just,
3: respectfully respect. You
0: know? okay that's what's up you know? so yeah tap into them tomorrow on many faces podcast studio and on the drunk Unks podcast facebook page and youtube page 1 p.m tomorrow um i want to shout out all of y'all for coming through today shout thanks out for, to uh, tco the drunk unc for being on here um shout out to my therapists and counselors who are who do the amazing work shout out to miss amy we appreciate her and Cecil, mm-hmm. we appreciate you mm-hmm. shout out to jazz um, shout out to all the amazing dope therapists who do amazing work with adults and with kids as well too so mm-hmm. Thanks for having.
2: What me. you got? What you got, CL? Uh, I'm just gonna shout out all my all my black people, man. It's Black History Month. Yeah, shout right. out to okay. y'all. Like we we been behind the eight ball, but shout out to, you to us. You yes. he heard what Issa Ray said. I'm rooting for everybody black. I'm hey, hey,
0: gonna
1: man,
0: today, you. Okay. <laughs> all right, right Cecil, Who you got? Um, I'm gonna
4: say the same thing. Shout out to all the dope black therapists, um, male and female, um, because I feel like we are doing a lot of work. Yeah. Um. And we've been overwhelmed
0: because it's, it's 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 increasing. Yeah, demand is increasing, supply is low. So all shout right. out to us. Yeah, and shout out to people who are doing the work. Man, yes. I'm, I'm so proud of y'all. If you medicine. get up every day and you go to therapy or you do your meditation or you you do the self reflection, shout out to you. Uh, to all the people who are doing the work, like that's that's really dope. Because in 2024, it's been a lot of crazy shit going on, and we need everybody to do the work. And okay? It's only February. It's only, it is only <laughs> February, right? and my bingo card is already filled up. Every day, I'm just adding a, a bingo chip onto the card. At this point, I should have bingo. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. And also, shout out to everybody who watched today or if you're listening today. Uh, Shout out to everybody if you listen on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple, um, Facebook, YouTube, wherever you stream your favorite podcast. And shout out to Mud Talk. This was episode 40. This is our 40th episode of Mud Talk. Congratulations. 40 straight episodes, y'all. No break. So I think we all do for vacation at the end of the season. Yeah, God right. so, thank y'all for having So yeah, God. you know you got to be on a very special episode. Oh well, yeah, I, I know.
3: I feel I feel blessed. What's That's up? It.
0: You you should. <laughs> 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 you you should because we are the hottest podcast on the air. Talk that talk, talk, baby. Know. You, you know I'm gonna talk my mud talk, bro. Okay, every <laughs> Friday I talk this shit. You gotta play that song about you right here today. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta drop
2: a
3: bomb. (laughs)
1: bomb.
0: (laughs) You gotta drop Drop our bomb. Yes. Um man, yeah, there's so many people I want to shout out. Um we have oh, we got some amazing things coming up real soon on Mud Talk too. Uh, we have a special. guest. Uh, well, everybody's special. I gotta stop using the word special because everybody come here special. Um, but <laughs> DJ Envy. <Andy. laughs> Listen, DJ Envy. Can I be Charlemagne instead? Yeah, Charlemagne. Are you, are you Jess Hilarious or no? You.
1: <laughs>
0: Le Marie. <laughs> <laughs> Le Marie. <laughs> Yee. <laughs> yeah no I'll, I'll be dj MV. you know it's all right but no uh so on our next episode of mud talk we have uh miss nikki king she's going to be on the show uh she has an amazing story um we were reading through her um uh, booking bio that she sent us and man she's been through a lot and she does a lot of work in the community with young girls and young women and um, women empowerment and self-empowerment and then she also does taxes too so she's going to come through okay. and let Cross us in know her how hand. How pocket gotta have your hands on the <laughs> but she's going to be on the show to let you know how you can get your full tax return without having to use somebody else's kids Oh, okay. see you okay. well, the full <laughs> I see. tax return, okay? So stop using somebody else's kids to get your taxes, okay? <laughs> okay, oh, will see you next week. <laughs> you can get $5,000 legally, okay? And not using little data at any media. talk to me. Okay. Yeah. You <laughs> might, might want to be in the studio. Oh, I will be. Okay. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, she'll be on the show um, on our next episode. So I'm super excited to have her on the show. She was excited to to be on the show, too. She inboxed me. She's like, when are you going to have me on Mud Talk? I was like, well, just come on March 8th. It's the season. It, it there we go, man. Perfect it is. Time. And y'all know we got like six more episodes left before this no. season is over. Oh I know. So we got we got to do a big for the season finale, yeah, which is coming up. I think it was May 31st is the season finale. Uh-huh. So, it's birthday. Yeah. CL Styles, will you be in town that day? I will be in town. I will
2: be on Zoom next Uh, next episode. Yeah, because you got something big coming up, don't you? Yeah. So um, we're going to be working with the Ronald McDonald House and we're going to be the students are going to be customizing shoes for cancer and heart patients. Oh, so that's, so, that's so. the one yeah. by the uh, Prometica. Um, it actually be down in Florida. Oh yeah, wow. so the kids would be well the, the kids would be from Ghana and Syria. So Ooh, yeah. be really okay. see, see, we do big shit here. We do the big well, I'll shit. I'll take
0: a little
3: level. I'll <laughs> 30th
1: level. 30th level, 30th level. That's, on that's
0: on me. That's on me.
3: My bad. I, I was up. You good? You, you knew. <laughs> <I was> <laughs> <stuff bro.
0: now. laughs> so, but yeah, he's gonna be you are gonna be tapping in virtually with us, right? Absolutely. You
2: are gonna be gone for a long time. A month. Ooh, you gonna be gone for a whole month. I will be gone for a month. Damn. So I got two episodes virtually. You see how you do us,
0: <laughs> but you gonna tell us.
2: Well, you do. <laughs> I didn't know you'd
0: be gone for a month. Amy knew too. I don't think you knew.
2: Okay. Okay. Oh wow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> was it at the office no okay yeah that makes sense on blast
4: radio clearly they they put you on blast you feel me I thought it was mud
0: talk (laughs) 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 Jesus mud talk does not mean (laughs) drag me through mud (laughs) (laughs) shit well, that's but I know that's that's for a good cause, so yeah. we'll prove it. Okay. PTO time, thank you. The, we need, <laughs> we need, you need to do that. Yeah, I feel yeah. it. I love that for you. Yes, put put well, so when you tap in virtually, you're gonna show us some of the good scenes. Like, can you show us some water?
2: Absolutely, the beach. What, what y'all want to see?
0: Well, what part of Florida are you gonna be in
2: Jacksonville? Oh, you gonna be I don't know if we'll be seeing much. Don't you do that.
1: Don't
0: you do that. Oh, man. Shout out to all the people that listen to us in Jacksonville, if yeah. you're still listening now. Right. right. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> no, shout out to Jacksonville, though. Man. Well, I mean, you can show us something. I got you. They got, Y'all got beaches down there? Cool i
2: have never That's been true. to Jacksonville. He, tried to, he played he, what they say, played in your face. I we did. have five actually. We have five beaches actually. Really? We you do. from here? Yeah, I am. Okay, I'm about
3: to so you said we I was like,
2: Yeah, we yeah. got five beaches down there. Five. Five. Mm, so what? It is. I've never been to
3: Jacksonville. Never I've, been, you gotta come. I've been to Tampa, i have been
2: yeah. Everywhere but Jackson. See, because Tia have you thinking that we don't have nothing down there. <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> you come too. April 1st through the 5th. You come too. Come I have up. never heard anybody yeah. saying, you know what, I'm about to go to Jacksonville. Yeah. Reason why I'm in Jacksonville. In Jacksonville. <laughs> Outside of the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: I Shout
0: have never. Jaguars. Shout out to the Jags, Yeah, yeah. yeah. I but I've have have never heard anybody say, you know what, I'm about to go to Jacksonville. Ever.
4: That's, that's you got to be intentional. clearly. Yeah. yeah. That gotta yeah. Be. Okay. Like, you you, you, to you have a mission. It's a mission.
0: Okay, yeah. I, okay. I feel that. Yeah. That's my respect.
4: Like going to East Toledo. <laughs> oh,
0: <my God. laughs> They're not going like that. <laughs> They're not going like East Toledo. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, the East, Side, I mean, they got mommy bags. Oh, so it's kind out. of the same thing. You gotta be intentional. <laughs> you gotta be intentional. <laughs> if you are on the East side, you have intentions. You, you better have it. So if you going to for you got some well, intentions. Huh? Please
3: don't make me get nasty in your podcast.
0: Oh, man. You say that for drunk drunkards tomorrow. <laughs> Because <laughs> you are ready, as they like to say, on drunk Onks pushing agendas. <laughs> so, <laughs> we are not pushing any agenda here oh, on Mud Talk oh, podcast, besides oh, the fact that Jacksonville
2: has five beaches. Yeah, five great beach, beaches. That is yeah. amazing. And 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 just, did just, you hear, just, did just you hear the fun you just fact. Are, are they clean? <laughs> Very clean. Okay. 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 Very clean. And just a fun fact, Jacksonville, landmass-wise, is the largest city in the United States of America. How Ooh. far so is that from the Probably about two and a half hours. Yeah. That's too far. About three hours, excuse me. About three hours. So
3: what's the closest major city to y'all?
2: Um nothing. I mean, well you got Jacksonville, but you know, we we got we got Orlando, Tampa, you know. So is Jacksonville like the country? No. Oh okay. It's the city. So, like, <laughs> y'all just have to come down.
4: Okay. Because I'll be
2: pleasantly surprised. That's Duval County, right? Yeah. That's Duval
4: County. Duval. Don't that be on first for the day? Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, cool. I
0: don't know about all that, Greg. CS Styles, I may not be coming. Sure. Virtual <laughs> sounds real good. <laughs>
2: In the hotel, please. <laughs> Preferably. At <laughs> <then> Excellent. <Daytime>. <laughs> <laughs> <floor>. Before nine. <laughs> they don't mean to
0: do long, They don't uh, mean it. No, shout out to Jacksonville, y'all. Yeah. We love y'all. We just talking shit. We appreciate it. So anybody else want any shout outs before we wrap this thing on up? Uh-huh. Shout out, shout outs. Well, we want to shout out uh, Cecil for coming through. We appreciate hey, you. Shout out you. to thank T. You. Cole for Drunk Unks thank podcast that's for that's coming it. through. We appreciate y'all. Like we said, tap into Drunk Unks tomorrow. 1 p.m. on many faces podcast studio and on the official drunk Unks, uh podcast Facebook and YouTube page. We'll be back here on March 8th with Nikki King. Hopefully, she won't be folding her arms while she's <laughs> here. I'll
3: be here <laughs> to Miss Nikki.
0: <laughs> yes, get your taxes in order and um, yeah, man. And shout out to uh Shay Renee and to Red and to Miss Amy, uh, who you know, obviously they weren't here today because we were doing their black men. Um, so you know, we're rooting for everybody black. There's that. Oh. So, with that being said, I'm Big T. I'm CL styles And you've officially tuned in to the hottest podcast that brings you the latest in music, news, and fashion that keeps your ears to the streets while you grind, while you grind
2: and shine.
1: <laughs> uh, it's my second episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you to get <laughs> All right, y'all. We'll see y'all next time. All right.
1: Peace.